pound on a rim ball. But all the stuff. But don't be but. Fireballs on a sack. A dead man's touch. Whisper on a screen. Does change the thing? And does it bring you Is that the intro? Were we recording that? <laughs> yeah, we were recording. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to episode 42. How did you ring in your new year? <laughs> I cannot think of a better way to start the year. Kenny Wayne Shepard ringing in 2019. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> hey, 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 Episode 42 of the Hit Das Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, it's me, your host and Dungeon Master, Wes. I just wanted to get started by whispering into your dirty little ears a thank like you that. from all of us at Hit Dice for listening. Like I said, I'm your Dungeon Master. I'm surrounded by my wonderful players, and we're about to get into some super fun gala uh, intruding shenanigans. But before that, I got to tell you all about a little secret that we all hold near and dear to our hearts and in our hands. It's our dice. They're from Dice Envy. They gave us our dice for free, but they'll give you some for cold hard cash. (laughs) (laughs) And you can use less cold hard cash to get that perfect, beautiful set of dice that roll perfectly for you every time by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. Go get yourself a pair of dice that are unique to you and roll well because you can never have too many and what better way to start the new year even though this is like two weeks past it but today is january the first to my left (laughs) caleb hanks happy new year bitches i'm caleb hanks i play van dingulus ulysses fart baby I'm now level six and have over 30 health. I'm a arcane trickster <laughs> rogue elf. You guys are level six and the highest HP is like 42. <laughs> so ridiculous. Boom. Rachel Watkins. Hey, y'all. I feel like a wrestler now. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> this but Monday night, Rachel Watkins is going to lay the smack down on Lander. Hey, brother. I am now going to make my next character for our next campaign a okay, wrestler. A fighter that's a luchador would be the coolest fucking character ever. If you were a luchador, I was just going to be China. But <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> You'd have a bigger dick than most people. It'd be amazing. But yeah, so we're not quite there yet. We're still in this campaign. So for now, I'm going to keep playing Callista, mm. Tiefling Bard. Nice. Uh, Alan, um, what's your middle name? I saw it in an email once. Eugene? Michael? What? What's your middle name? My middle name is Alan. What's your first name, Eugene? Hector. Yeah. Hector. Hector <laughs> Clark! <laughs> That's awesome. I've Hector. never met a Hector. Yes, you and have. And this whole you time I've known you. Totally. Now you know all three of my names, which are all first names. Last four. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I laughed so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, uh, I'm playing Patches, the half-elf rogue. Um, half-elf thief rogue. Nice. He's currently up in a window. Sneakity-sneaking. Sneaking up top. Uh, Jonathan. Hey. I'm What's playing... What's your name, Jonathan? Charles. Nice. Um, I'm playing Arwell Garwin, the divination wizard gnome. Who are you people? <laughs> What's your real name? Huh? You don't want to know. It's like a devil thing. Should I tell the podcast my middle name? Yeah, it's hilarious. It's funny. Stuart. Ha! 
hate it. Hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. Hilarious. Hey, guys. We're on social media. Um, <laughs> if you can't get enough of our witty banter at the beginning of every episode, join us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all with the handle Hit Dice Pod. Who is summing up the last one? I think that it is only appropriate that Callista does. Our last episode, when last we saw our heroes, nice. <laughs> we had um, infiltrated Lander's um, ball that he's throwing. Um, came about this by way of going to visit our patron, where we spent the entirety of the episode um, catching up <laughs> with much. our patron, um, planning, um, learning some things, sharing some things with him, um, making him poop. Not yet. I'm <laughs> sure you're still working on that, Van. Oh, one, one track mind. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did a lot of planning and a lot of preparing and a lot of catching up to date with our wonderful benefactor um, who hooked us up with the, unofficially, with a ticket, with his ticket to the ball, which got us in. Did lots of disguising and planning. Um, helped him work out a scrying spell because little Mallory uh, has wandered off yeah. into the wild north. We're going to have to go track her down at some point. At this point, we are basically on our way to um, sort of settle up with Lander for sins of the past and present. And I cannot wait for this to play it's out. It's going to be amazing. So let's get so, right yeah, into it. We're at the ball. Um, Callista's invisible. Um, Van he's is dropping dressed on up. conversations. Yeah, he's dropping on conversations. Van is dressed up as our benefactor, Isaac. Yeah. He's got a little Gumbel. Beautiful. With Gumbel, who's Gumbel. come along to be mischievous. I want Gumbel to be real. It's so bad. I would have a gumble for a pet. Holy shit. 100%. Um, and let's see, Arwell is dressed up as a halfling merchant guest, um, kicking it in the ballroom as well, having all the drinks. <laughs> yeah. And Patches is climbing around the outsides of building spying. This is Peter Parker up in the window <laughs> yeah, looking exactly. at some other dance. And he has discovered what none of us, the rest of us, know yet, that there is a second really creepy-ass looking ball yes. going on upstairs. <laughs> That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um, this is definitely, like, I talk about it a lot, but this is definitely, like, everybody's in masks. It's officially the Eyes Wide Shut oh, yeah. party. That <laughs> You've been talking about this all campaign. It's happening. <laughs> Dude, that just is about to see yeah. the eyes wide shut party that's happening upstairs. The, the orgies are about to start. In the ballroom, magical lights refract from the inside of a glorious chandelier completely made up of otherworldly crystal. It hangs in the center of this room. The chandelier is huge and covers the entire center of this ballroom. However big you're imagining it right now, it is much, much larger. It has many giant chains keeping it mounted to the walls and ceiling. Each link is as big as your head. Some of the lights dance outside of it and light the corners of the room as well. These lights are obviously magical. Guards sit at both doors in this place. You came in the main entrance, but to the side of a stage where bards play, there's another smaller door. These bards are masked as well, and one of them stands out in particular. He has ebony skin, he has muscle, he wears colorful clothing, his dreads are in a giant bun on the top of his head, and he is keeping that band in rhythm with his hand drums. Remind us of his name. Davian. Davian. It's Davian. Yeah. He is wearing a mask, and he's not the only one wearing a mask. Everyone in this room is wearing a mask and dancing perfectly in rhythm. They wear incredible, ornate suits and dresses that float perfectly with each step. Their masks are as intricate as the fine metals and materials that seem to cover all of their bodies and attire. Makeup is worn by everyone, and drinks are constantly being served. Calista, you are eavesdropping in on some mm -hmm, conversations, mm -hmm. and just to remind you of a few of the people that you uh, heard talking, there was uh, an obviously drunk halfling with rose-colored goggles and rose-colored cheeks from her drunken state. She is shouting, she's enjoying herself, she is dancing up on the bar, the waiters keep having to ask her to like, please get down. Um, there is the <laughs> there is the server who uh, served Arwell and uh, Van, aka Isaacs, 
who grumbled under his breath. You can hear that he is very disgruntled. He is a disgruntled mm-hmm. employee. He's complaining the entire time. He's like scoffing and rolling his eyes. And every time someone talks to him, he's like, ugh. There are many nobles here for many different reasons. They are talking about uh, possible connections. And then there are others who seem bored of the place, mm-hmm. like they're ready to go home already. Patches, you uh, climb to the top of a tower that is connected to this ballroom. And at the top of this tower, there's this beautiful glass that is stained. And you're, you're looking inside it. It's, it's a little hard to see, but another masquerade seems to be going on in the uppermost room of this tower. The lights are nowhere near as brilliant as downstairs. You can barely see inside. But shadows dance slowly back and forth. Their masks slightly different than the ones that you can see downstairs. A single silver mirror can be seen in the middle of the room, propped on some sort of pile behind it. Small red candles burn all around it, and what's strange is their flames seem to be fluctuating between red and black, but the light that emits from them is a consistent color. About a dozen people dance in a wide circle around the mirror, and the candles in perfect synchronization. But you can't hear any music. One woman steps out from the circle. Her gown is long and beautiful and finely made. Her makeup is done perfectly, and her skin looks like light reflecting off of honey. As far as you can tell, she's the only one dancing, and she's in the middle of this, in the middle of all the candles. Her dress is flowing beautifully, and a man steps out. He has thin, blonde hair. It's like a, a gross platinum. He has an intricate hat with a feather on the top of it and a beautiful tuft suit. His shoes look a little strange, but he steps out and very gracefully dances with this woman. I am going to break the window. Cool. And then kind of shimmy around the sort of the outer rim of the tower so that I'm still I'm still hiding okay. but just I just want it to seem like something flew into the window or something okay. like that like when they look they're not going to see How are anything. you breaking it? Take a, one of my daggers and just hit it okay. and break it. And so the glass shatters inside there is no music but you can hear a collective gasp of people and then the murmuring of voices and I'm kind of like shimmying around so that you're I'm trying not, to get onto the other side exactly so basically. I'm not where the window broke okay they walk over to this window you're, but you're not sure what happens past this point um, so downstairs Callista is making her way across the ballroom um, her ultimate goal is to get to Arwell to whisper something in his ear in her invisible state but along the way she wants to collect as much information as possible um, okay so I would definitely like to know more about what the staff are saying why they're disgruntled mm, yeah. and also okay. um, from I mean, I'm guessing, like, I'm not as interested in the nobles that are enjoying themselves so far, because I figure they're just okay. shallow and excited to be invited. But the ones who are bored and don't want to be here. Gotcha. First one, you you, you know it is a server. Mm-hmm. And on a, a little name badge, he, it just says Candlewick. And despite the rosy cheeks painted on his face, you can see that he, when, when he thinks no one is looking, he's constantly wearing a scowl. You can see his teeth showing, and he just seems mm-hmm. disgusted with everyone who I is here. I don't blame him. He is constantly brushed off, and he is visibly annoyed. He goes to get the wine and the brandy, and like you can see him, like as he gets it, he just like pours it out, and he he'll he'll bend down to pour it, and as he he bends down, he goes to cork it, but you see him take a little sip, put like the cork back style. on, and then slide it back into this place. When he thinks no one is looking, but you can see him very take clearly. Take a little nip. Yeah. You see him drink it, and he like he like shakes it a little bit, and then you see him put this smile on his face. 
and he picks up the tray and he walks out into the crowd. Mm -hmm. And every time, like you, we'll say you watch him for about three trips. Every time he comes back, he doesn't take a sip, but you can see him like, as soon as he thinks he's behind this bar where people can't see him, he's like uncorking these wines and he's like pouring these brandies. And there are other servers coming back and forth. He is not Mm -hmm. the only server here by any means. Uh, But the other servers don't seem as disgruntled. They seem very professional, excited to be here. Candlewick, for what it's worth, seems to be hating his job. Is he the one that served Van and Arwell earlier? Same one, okay. And... Yeah, yeah. Does he come back to us to give our drinks? Yes, he I brings your drinks back because you, uh, Van addresses Isaacs with a little gumble, yeah. uh, ordered more drinks immediately, and so he mm-hmm. does bring those back over to you, and he's um, like, Sirs, your drinks. Uh, sorry for Isaacs. I hate some ability sometimes. I'm going to tip him five gold. And, and Yeah, and you see him, like, he, he, you see this, like, little bit of recognition on his face, his... The points of his mouth turned down, but not into a frown, more like a hmm. And I'm kind of just kind of like buddy up to him and just be like, what do you think about all these people here? And you see his acknowledging, like, his like, mm-hmm face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, uh, oh, I'm excited they're all here, sir, of course. Esteemed guests, all the lot, you included. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm sure, and I'm going to roll my eyes very obviously. Yeah, and he gives you a wink, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, tell me about it. <laughs> I start to giggle as well, following Arwell's yeah. lead, and I'm like, <laughs> You know, I uh, I made my way to this stature doing exactly what you did, young sir. I made my way up to the top. I I waited on many uh, uh, astute folk, and uh, I always appreciate your work, and I also flip him five gold. Yeah. Oh, We'd hate he's for... He's making out like a bandit. Yeah. yeah. Woo! He, <laughs> he just gave him like a thousand dollars. I'd hate for Landers to get embarrassed at this party. Make yeah, I'm just kind of like saying it loud to Isaacs, and, but he knows that I'm kind of saying it loud enough for him to hear. Okay, you're like, uh, you're being a little obvious. Yeah, a little it. obvious. Okay, he looks to you and... You see, you see him like he's looking back and forth at the two of you. Uh, I would still, yeah. one of you should roll persuasion at this okay, point, probably. and I'll, I'll pat you on the back. Uh, I don't know if you <laughs> didn't know what was getting pat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Um, uh, I just, pat you on the back for what it's worth, and I I just say, oh, <laughs> you see, speaking of which, I haven't seen the man of the hour tonight. Oh, sirs. Of course, he'll he'll be down soon. You've shown up late into the ball. There'll be a signal. I'm sure you won't miss it. But uh, being embarrassed, well, I'm I'm sure nothing uh, could embarrass our our most esteemed guest, uh, <laughs> as everyone is here to see him and to witness his splendor. Uh, the only thing I could imagine being embarrassing is if some of his finer clothes were to go missing. But alas, he is locked behind the door near the stage. And only the staff can get into it. I grab my beard and chuckle to myself. <laughs> Our young friend here. Colorful mind he has. As though his clothes would go missing. Why didn't we fucking think of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, he, and he says, uh, I can see you are enjoying your drinks. Uh, perhaps I can get you one more? Why sure. the hell not? Yeah, and he, he, yeah, you finish your glasses, you sit them on this tray, yeah. and as he um, walks back over, uh, Calista, are you, are you still hanging around mm-hmm. his, his bar, or are you I've trying to move on to someone went, else? I've seen where he went, so I'm kind of curious about you see him, on. You see him go behind this bar, and he uncasks this wine, and you can tell by the label on it mm-hmm. that it is very old and very fine. He uncorks this wine, it, like, the cork itself falls into a few pieces, and he smells it, and he pours a little bit into what looks like a flask under it, puts the top on, and then hides it in the back. And then he pours two glasses. But what is strange is he walks a little further past all of the alcohol. 
And as you're following him into this place, he looks over his shoulder, walks into it, and he pulls a key out and puts it underneath the pillow that he's serving these drinks on. And he covers it back up with this little thin piece of cloth, and he walks out. And as he is walking back out, you hear the entire band come to a crescendo. It's so loud, and you can hear the people beginning to clap, and they are cheering. And then there's two solid (laughs) hits on the drum. And as this happens, the door opens, and you see a man step out. He's in a fine blue suit with tufts in the front of it. He wears a large, ornate hat. His obviously fake platinum blonde hair lies like limply to his face. He's tried to give it as much volume as it can, but it's obvious it's just like mm-hmm. not a good look for him. His <laughs> shoes his shoes look strange. And the audience, they cheer as he comes up. And he very gracefully, very knowingly, very comfortably flourishes his hands out. And that feather flourishes with him. And he has this big smile on his face. These pearly white teeth are showing. His cheeks are a little flush, but you can see some like a little skin damage on his face. And as he comes out, he bows and gestures toward the band and they all stand up and they all bow and everyone cheers for them in this room. All the people are like screaming out and the halfling is up on the bar with her rose colored goggles on. And she's like, ah, another, another. And like, as she's like, you don't know if she's talking about the songs or her drinks or whatever. She's screaming above these people. And as he steps out, he says, yes. Thank you all so much for being here. An important gala for me. Let's give it up for the musicians one last time. And everybody cheers. And he's like, but I think you've all come for a different reason. Or am I wrong? And you can hear the people like jesting with him. They're like, oh, come on, come on. It's been my life's work to write this book. But it was only the beginning. I I realized so much more about who I was meant to be. About the stories I'm supposed to tell. Starting fires, humble beginnings for incredible heroes, was but a small step. The stories all came to me through inspiration of people I talked to. Uh, and, And I'd like to thank all of them now, though I assume none of them are here. And I'm appreciative of your considered patronage. I've written a new ballad that I will perform here tonight in front of all of you. And if you don't mind... And he reaches back and he gestures his hand and that music starts to play. And as it starts to build, he says, Listen ye now, for I'm calling you down to hear the great tale of a warrior renowned. His strength without question, his skin hard as steel. His statuesque figure exudes sex appeal. And you can hear the people starting to jest and clap and like you can hear them like they're just having a good time and he's obviously just like being jovial about it. Steady yourselves, you ladies of lust, and be ye aware of his loins, so robust, as he's pointing at himself, for bright steel is manly like most men are not, and never before seen sex juggernaut. And like, you can hear all the people in the room, they like start applauding as he says this. (laughs) (laughs) Prepare yourselves, men, for you are not ready. Your hearts will betray you as they grow unsteady. Remember his name, this unmatched tough guy. May it inspire you when fights go awry. Remember the time that Bright Steel did fight against the great, imposing champion knight. Recall now the clash of sword against steel, and how in the end the great knight did kneel. 
Remember the battle of Midsummer's Day? Alone against many, he did square away. Remember the ending to that fateful fight, how bright steel did battle, well into the night. Guard ye your hearts and never forget when ye find yourselves completely beset. The heart of a warrior will never surrender. Be ye like bright steel. Make your own splendor. And the audience fucking erupts. Yes, we do. To the DM. And, 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 thank you. And everyone cheers, and there's this great applaud, and as they start cheering, you can hear them, and the woman on the bar says, another, another, and then everyone's like, yes, yes, and they all start chanting, encore, encore, and then you start hearing these voices speaking up in the middle of all of this. They start shouting two words, unlikely heroes, unlikely heroes, and he says, and he's like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. Not here, not now, so distasteful. I'd rather have the taste of wine and cheer on my lips, and they keep cheering, unlikely heroes, unlikely heroes. And he says, very well, one more. <laughs> and thank you again for your considered patronage. The music picks up, and he starts to sing. A plucky bunch of heroes gay. And then everyone starts cheering. They're so into it. They're clinking glasses. Come to save the council's day. Or at least that is what they say to ensure they get their own way. And the audience laughs as he says this. Liz making her way to our world right now. <laughs> okay. Painted black and full of mirth, all to hide his tiny girth. Daggers metal and razor sharp, unlike his mind and tiny heart. He like, he goes, <laughs> like loudly. His voice seems to be booming over this place. A blessed man atop a beast, better suited for a feast. Not so bright and ever slow, always mounted on his buffalo. The smartest one goes unseen. He stoops below, all eyes keen. And the crowd bursts out laughing as he says this. Barely makes joke. it up to thine thighs. A child may prove more wise. He puts his hand up to his mouth and he winks. But out of sight... Out of mind. And everyone laughs as he's like obviously telling these jokes at someone's expense. Mm -hmm. Flames sprout forth from neath the earth to reveal a show of little worth. A child from the devil's womb would have all of us entombed. She earns your trust, earns your favor. She would sooner see the council waver. Devil's thoughts and devil heart, a dark and unsavory art, makes a deal you can't refuse, says she'll be the people's muse. A dagger driven from her hand will surely claim the entire land. But keep your chins up, heads up high. Point your eyes toward the sky. For it is Lander Brightwood I, and I have come to warn you. And everyone erupts. They cheer, they laugh, they jaunt, they slap each other's backs. You can see their cheeks getting rosy. They, like, you can hear the people chortling and snorting like through the whole thing. They could not hold it in. And he receives enormous applause and says, thank you for your kind words. Thank you for considering patronage. I'll be out to speak with everyone once 
the band plays a few more songs. But I have become quite parched. And so I'll see myself off. And as he says this, the band starts to play their music once more. Classic songs that all of you know. And he begins to walk off the stage and toward the door. And he opens <laughs> it and exits the room. Are there still people in the top of the tower? Also, also the band plays, Lord, I was born a shambling. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you climbing back around the window? Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, I want to just like peek in and see if there's still people up there. There are still people up there. They don't seem to have uh, shattered the glass. And as uh, you were looking in, uh, as he's gone, I'm assuming, and so we can play through what was happening while he was gone, these people continue to dance. And this woman, she's dancing. And you have a much clearer image of this room. The glass was obscuring some of your vision. But with this clear hole, you're trying to peek into it. I'd like it if you rolled stealth one more time instead of riding out that 30 we had the last time since you're coming over and trying to be sneaky. You'll have her out. Um, this is a 28. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this. I, like, I love that you guys are like coming into your own at the things you're good at. Yeah, you know, I, I really you appreciate it. around level six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't let you level for so long. I was like, no, keep them young. Um, so, Patches, you are looking inside of this place, and what is strange is these candles are burning, these shadows are dancing. Their masks are a little sharper than the masks that you saw downstairs. But this woman who's dancing in the middle with this beautiful skin and this beautiful dress that's flowing perfectly perfectly as she dances, seems lost. She's not dancing with the other people, though she is in rhythm with them. And as she dances, the smoke starts to billow out of these candles. And she looks completely satisfied. She's just dancing she's and singing and sh- maybe. But like she's, she catches herself in the mirror and you can see her looking at herself, like almost like a parakeet, just like obsessed with the way she looks and the way her dress is flowing yeah, and the way these candles are burning around her. But it seems like they have continued whatever it was they were doing. You feel How as many if you've people are up there? Just her? There are a dozen people dancing around her in a perfect circle in perfect synchronization. I want to <laughs> get in there somehow. Yeah, can I? I'm, I'm going to try to sneak in and down the stairs. Okay, you're going to try and sneak past these people? Yeah. Okay. You sneak around these people, they see completely entranced. And as you were walking through this room, there's a lot of smoke like pouring out of these candles. And you're surprised these people can breathe so well in here. You need to make a constitution saving throw for me oh real quick. God. Uh, they are fucking high. Yeah, I'm about to be too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe. Not 20. Rolling into the fucking new year like a boss. So, Patches, you pull yourself up into this window, you roll into it, and as soon as you notice this air smells basically like a drug den, you pull, I mean, you already have your face covered a lot of the time, but you cover your face and you hold your breath for as long as you can. You beeline toward the door and as you open it, you are making your way down these spiral stairs. They are very thin. They are much better lit than the place that you just were. Luckily, the light doesn't lick the top where you would have opened the door. But you open the door without a creak and as you were sneaking down it, you hear steps coming up and toward you and you're like sitting on this stairwell. Should have bought a scroll of invisibility. Yeah! <laughs> also, I can, I can really use my teleportation that I are blue for a oh, stupid for joke. Nothing. That's right. Um, Rock and roll. <laughs> hey, man. Um, so, is this like a spiral staircase yes. going down? Can I, as he's coming up, can I climb up a little bit and kind of just hang on the ledge of the floor where the <laughs> as he's going below me? Yeah. What is it? It's a fourteen. So, Patches, as you were hanging up onto this wall, you can hear these footsteps underneath you. They, they're making their way slowly up, and you can hear him, like, clearing his throat and either coming back down from a performance or getting ready for another. It's hard to say. 
And then you need to make a wisdom saving throw. I rolled a three. Uh, okay. So this voice, you, you hear this smile crack and it says, come with me, friend. And you do. You climb down from this wall. And I you, can't be charmed it's or not a some charm. shit. You have a ah, fuck. And he, he says, come down with me, friend. And you do. You climb down the wall and you stand, you fall into stride with him. How and is you this not a fucking charm? Walk up the stairs. As you walk up these stairs, you walk into this room. And as you walk in, he says, yes, it would seem as though we have guests. Perhaps we should wrap this up quickly. You are not able to control what you were doing, but you are still seeing everything that happens before you. That woman is dancing in her long gown in front of this mirror. These people are dancing around her. A small smile flicks to life on the woman's face. You can see the euphoric joy that she feels etched into the creases and the big smile. She flicks her gown lightly back and forth as she begins breaking away from the dance that the others are perfectly executing. It's much more whimsical. The flames of the candles seem to be in time with her as she dances, the way they flicker. With the flick of her gown, she produces a dagger as gracefully as she dances. She turns the hilt backward in her hand and plunges it into her own throat. You can feel the tearing of her arteries and skin as she pulls it across. Her blood is the same color as the candle flames, which have grown to incredible heights. They seem to be eating the blood that's spilling onto the ground. The only blood that remains is soaked into her gown, now a morbid artifact of what you just witnessed, and the blood that is streaked across her still smiling face. And with that, Lander turns to you, and he brandishes a dagger, and he says, your turn. We're going to go back downstairs to see what you guys are doing. Has the little dude made his way back to us with the key? Yeah, he comes, he comes over to you. He's serving his drinks. After all of these applaud, the servers, they all come back out. They have all of these trays. He walks up to the <clears> both <throat> of you. He serves you your drinks, and you give me a tip, I'll give you one. And uh, with that, he serves the drinks, and he pulls this cloth off of the tray, and a key sits here. Lista has invisibly followed Candlewick back to the table okay. after witnessing what he was doing behind the bar. <laughs> Stealing alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah. hiding the key as yeah. well. She's and so he pulls, he pulls this uh, thin cloth, and there's a key sitting here. Well, quickly. Yeah, no, I'll grab it. Yeah. You, like, take this uh, key off. Of and I'll thing. give him, just, I'll just grab some gold out of my, I'll give him, like, three gold. Um, <laughs> this guy is like making God, it like a bandit. Yeah, I don't so. care. I'm just like, thank you, and I'll make sure to tell your supervisor that you are the best waiter I've ever had. Uh, yeah, and he gives you a little sly wink, and he's like, let me know if you need anything else. Well done, old boy. <laughs> and then um, a woman comes up. She has fine gold lace on each shoulder that connect to a large collar that surrounds her face. Her makeup is, like, pure white, and she has hair on that you're not mm-hmm. sure is real or if it's a wig. And she walks up to you, and she goes, a pseudo-dragon. And how, how did you come across this? Very rare. I've... I've been looking for one for ages. I haven't found one. <laughs> An educated lady to pronounce it with a silent P. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a lady, my P's are always silent. <laughs> Callista is just invisibly standing between their chairs. What's going on? Waiting for an opening. Waiting for the calamity. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Uh, I don't believe uh, we have met, dear. You must uh, 
Oh, beg my pardon, sir. I am sure that's what you were looking for to say. That. <laughs> I've had a few. Uh, Joriel. Joriel Montalo. I mean, Van's probably never seen this woman. No. Okay. Have we met before? I'm afraid I haven't had the pleasure. And she holds her hand out to you. Um, as a I, local, would Callista know this name? Uh, you can roll history. Um, a three. <laughs> uh, yeah, a three. You're, you've never know, heard the name. I don't know if I can clue who that is. Maybe they make liquor or something? Maybe. Is there a price for your pseudo-dragon, sir? Ha, ha, ha. F- fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I could never part with young Gumball. He's... And such a cute name. Oh, thank you. I named him after a gumball. May I? May I pet him? And she holds. She holds if, a delicate hand out. It has. It has uh, like these cuffs and these golden chains connect to like each of her joints, and they swing like really lightly. She holds her hand out toward Gumball. Well, if if Gumball decides you will allow it or he will allow it, then why the fuck not? Yeah, he coos and chirps, and he, he rubs his uh, hand. He like bites at those chains that are swinging. You can see him like pawing at them, and then like he rubs his head on her hand, and she's like. Uh, a darling little creature. I appreciate it very much, sir. And it's nice to hear someone not minding their manners the entire time. I do grow tired of the facade we must wear in these things. Oh, it's as though she they... takes a sip of her wine as I do. ...use some sort of glue-like substance to purse together their butt cheeks permanently. <laughs> she laughs at this, and she's like, <laughs> I did not expect something from uh, a man of your stature. I've heard of the things you've done for this town. Well... I'm a bit of a philanthropist, but I have to say it's it's parties that we get to finally cut loose, is it not? An interesting outlook. I'll make sure to keep it in mind. And if you decide to sell your friend there, there is no price too high. Well, <clears throat> I appreciate your flattery of uh, of your compliment to young Gumble. I, I must ask, are you a trader of rare and strange uh, creatures? Uh, not I, but my family, of course. Mm. I've had my eyes out for a pseudo-dragon for some time now, but uh, we bring back owlbears, peritons, uh, but now there's never something so delicate, so smart hmm. as this one. Uh, 150,000 gold pieces. Hmm. Wow! Calista's put her invisible hand on the back of his neck and is just squeezing uh, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, has... Strange and rare as Gumble is, he is more of a friend than a, a pet. I uh, really would like to to do that transaction, but squeezing uh, harder. Gumble, <laughs> uh, Gumble is uh, far too precious, uh, sentimentally. Well, to uh, the whole family, to the to the uh, whole family. Uh, the grip relaxes, but the hand is still there. <laughs> uh, well, uh, the way that I see it, there is nothing money can't buy. I would very much like to own your pseudo-dragon, and if there's anything I can do, uh, that price is, is of no limit. Feel free to increase it as you see fit. I could also trade you another creature of equal value. Just let me know if you change your mind. <laughs> Don't tempt me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Calista's leaning down to whisper, Stop flirting. We have work to do. I'm not flirting, but she basically offered me a Joe Blob. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gumble's new name. Joe uh, <clears throat> Blob. Patches, uh, as you were sitting up and in this room, um, as I said, you are completely under the influence of Lander as he speaks to you. Um, and he, he is toying with you a bit, but what is strange 
is that as the smoke is filling this room, your bracelet starts burning your wrist. You can feel the intense heat from this thing. And you can hear a voice. What languages do you speak? I speak common, elvish, and infernal. You understand this voice? You see this figure step out of the smoke. It is the same color as the smoke itself. It looks, for all intents and purposes, like a humanoid Thrastrugrael. You've seen a dragon that looks similar to this, but this stands on two legs, very humanoid, with very long arms, two scimitars tucked into its back, horns that wrap around its head, and wings folded behind it. Its face has teeth on its exoskeleton that seem clasped, and as it walks out, you can feel its strength as it comes out of this smoke. It's almost as if it walked out of this silver mirror in the center of this room. And as it speaks out, you understand everything it says. You recognize the infernal that it speaks. And as it comes out, you see these two other things come out beside it. And they clink almost like machinery. Their armor is like gaunty and too big on them. And they almost like walk like a construct, like something that was built. The really strange thing is that they have all this bronze on all of them. They have these red capes. They have these halberds in each of their hands. Their faces are made of metal too, but their faces look exactly like a child's like a little baby's face in the middle of these like clanking bodies and they're standing on both sides of this thing and as it speaks out and how close are you to patriots as it speaks to him and he said he says oh my lord very close my leash i appreciate everything and i've brought a sacrifice to you as a way of saying thanks it looks down to the woman and it says very well i will accept it and the trouble have you taken care of it for our queen? As a matter of fact, we have one of the troublemakers in our midst. And it, you see this thing's face crane over toward you, Patches, and it fixates on you perfectly. And it moves freakishly, supernaturally quick in front of you. And you can see its maw just like sitting right in front of your face. And you see what semblance of a smile can crack across its mouth. Uh, you can make another wisdom saving throw right now. Dice job. He's taking it out of the dice jail. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it learned its lesson. Eleven. Yeah, with an eleven, you're still caught and captivated in this thing. Um, and it says, "You have caused me much trouble, and I will see it to an end." Can I speak also, or can I? I'm you, no, okay. yeah, you, you're just like sitting here completely. Just have to take it. Yeah, just completely still taking it. You think you can solve this? You fall in over your head, boy. And then it pulls out a scimitar from behind its back, and as it does, Lander speaks out and he says, "My leash, allow me." It looks to him and it says, "Very well, do." Better this time. The event is nigh, and discord is key. I can't see why we don't just decorate our garb with all of their innards. These games are silly. These games waste time. Do it now, or I'll do it myself. Very well. And he looks over you, Patches, and he nods his head. I hope you didn't have any last words. 
and he commands you. He says, impale yourself. And Patches takes this dagger and you just, as hard as you can, shove it right into your stomach. And you can feel this pain course through your body. And as this pain courses through your body, you are going to take 17 points of damage as this is stuck in inside of you. You are going to suffer a sing, uh, sorry, you're gonna suffer two points of exhaustion. As Lander speaks out to you, you see a wicked smile crack across his face. And he says, having a hard time controlling yourself. Nothing out of the usual. A gift from my master. You are snapped out of this and you are like actively bleeding onto the floor in front of you. You're like down on your hands. These people are surrounding you. This beast is standing here. These two strange things beside it. And we'll go back to downstairs. Okay, downstairs. Oh, We're completely unaware of what's happening upstairs. I know. As our um, shopper who's trying to acquire Gumble leaves, I assume she will leave at some point. Yeah, she has walked off. She she made a final offer, told him to come to her, and then walked away. Calissa uh, invisibly has put the mask on herself that she picked up over at the bar. Mm-hmm. She picked one of the pearl masks, of course, because it matches her skin tone perfectly. It looks great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I believe it. Um, pulling the hood up. So it's over my head, um, and I'm just going to lean down between Van and Arwol and say, guys, I think it's time to move. Do you know where the door is for for the key? Yeah, the one he came out of? Yeah, the one he was suggesting. I say we make our yeah, way over there. That's where we're going. <coughs> okay. Um, so you guys walk up to this door? Yeah, just kind of keep an eye, like, making sure we have, like, we're not being watched going in Okay. as best as we can. Are we going up or are we going to perform? What's... Um, we need well, where's patches. I don't like. I thought we were going upstairs to check on things. I guess. Or yeah. I mean, he gave us this key, and we're gonna like. I don't know. Go check it out. Okay. I we're said like, we maybe even, like, we just, still like, have time to perform. We're just gonna go steal his clothes. Yeah. Because oh. that guy had a better idea than all of us. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, while you guys do that, I'm gonna go across the stage and talk to um, our bard friend. Okay. Sounds He's leading good. the band. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to let him know what they need to play for the Stop performance. Stop thinking um, with you. But penis. I will be. I don't have one of those. Oh, things. yeah. I, I don't know much about the female net. <laughs> um, I thought everybody I'll be, had um, Once I give him some instructions, I'll be right behind you guys. Mm-hmm. Instructions. Okay. Uh, so what are you two doing? Yeah, I'm going to have you stand in front of me, stand, and I'm yeah, going exactly, to I'm, I'm unlock the room. door and head up. Well, there are guards in front oh, of the door. Oh, okay. Um, and so as you walk up to it, uh, they look to you. They have the Raven's Bluff garb on. Mm-hmm. There are two of them. And they say, sorry, sir, VIP only. Oh, but of course, we've been invited by Landa uh, himself. He has... We're uh, friends of the council, and I'll hold out my black ring. And he says, that may be so, but uh, VIP only means there's a list, and if Lander hasn't told us specifically you're allowed up, then I'm afraid I I can't help you. I say, please, check your list. You shall see both of our names on it. (laughs) And I... Minor will lose our names on the list. Okay. Uh, roll a deception. Uh, 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, it, it would seem you are very important people, which I just learned today is what VIP stood for. Um, <laughs> yes, of course, my mistake. My mistake. Uh, please, uh, if this couldn't get past here, that would that, that would mean a lot. I, I'm, I'm, I've just been invited into the, the, the higher echelons of guarding and... Um, I, I, it just must have slipped my mind. And I chuckle a bit, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know what VIP meant either. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, you see him relax it down a little bit, and, uh, and they, they pull their spears back up and into place. Thank you. And then I, yeah, 
Open the door. Yeah, as long as you have a key, they uh, they they don't argue. Okay, and um, I unlock the door. He's like, he says, I didn't think you would brandish a key. This truly is my bad. I I, I am I am eternally regretful, and uh, do you have my sincerest apologies. You're only your doing your job. Oh, uh, Gary. Gary. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> oh my goodness, always. Um, ten. Yeah, you think that Gary's just being a guard and he's okay, not too Gary. bright? Doing guard shit. And I, I love go you, Gary. <laughs> um, I go up. He's like, I love you, too. Um, I'm going to close right, the door behind us. You start making your way up this? I'm gonna, yeah. yeah. Close the door behind us and I'm going to pull Ori out from her dimension. Okay. Um, and send her flying up. Yeah. And as she flies up, you see this horrifying scene that I have described to you. Okay. There is, Patches is on the floor bleeding from his stomach. There is this hulking horrifying dragon-like figure that is standing over him. Fuck. Um, I tell you immediately, Patches is in trouble, get Callista, message her, do something. Oh, and I say, they're on to us, Mallory, run! Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just like, actually, yeah, you can't message her. I would know that because you can't see her. Mm. Um, I'll pocket Ori again and have her like, go into the room. You know, the the door is shut behind you. And I know, but I can put her 30 feet away from me. Why don't we just Even go? on the other side of a wall? Okay. But, but you tell me what she saw, right? Yeah, I'm telling you what well, I saw. Well, let's just walk up there. Oh, I'm going, but yeah, I'm and so telling you, you guys, Ori you to, are, like, chirp. Right. You two like, are running up, and you see, uh, close as you're walking, you're making your way up toward Davian invisibly. You have made your way to him. Mm-hmm. You're standing right beside him, and then all of a sudden you Ori's see... Ori's like... Ah! Yeah, there's an owl screeching in the top of this room. Freaking out. Okay, I'm like, oh, shit. And then... Gone. Yeah. Um, so and I, she's gone. while they're playing, I just put a hand on Davian's shoulder and just whisper in his ear, Davian, Davian, it's Callista. Yeah, and you see, he stops playing. He's like, what? Fuck. Keep playing. Keep playing. Yeah, and he like he he hits it a few times and he gets back into the rhythm. Um, and yeah. you can see him like looking over his shoulder as he's hitting these drums. And I'm just gonna say, Davian, do you believe the songs? As as he's playing, you see him like nod. He's nodding yes. Like as he continues to play these drums. You should not believe the songs. I'm making my way up the stairs. Um, try to be, I'm trying to be stealthy. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, six. And you you run up to this top of the stairs, and as soon as you reach the like apex of these stairs, mm-hmm. all of these people are no longer dancing. You can see 12 figures just standing there. They are slowly taking steps back. There is a brutally murdered woman. In the floor, her she like for all intents and purposes look be- looks beautiful, save for the blood and the gash in her neck. You see this wicked little smile on her like dead body in the floor, and in front of a bleeding out patches, you see this humanoid black dragon like creature standing over him with a scimitar pulled, and it seems like the only thing that has wounded patches at this point is the dagger that it looks like he has held in his own stomach. Good lord, yeah, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this isn't the loo. <laughs> Bottles being a little quieter. <laughs> this is in Lou, and I'll like kind of go. This back is down a, a bloodbath. Are you really trying to back back out of this room? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, whoa, fuck. No, and as soon as this happens, you see this thing. He like pulls out a scimitar and points at you, and it, he just says, "Too late." And uh, you see this wicked smile, and uh, and then he just says, "Who are you?" Flitwink, an ambassador from Cormanthir. Roll your deception. <laughs> Uh, mod 20. And who do you serve? I stroll kind of up behind him. Uh, Patches, uh, you've been bleeding this entire time. You were going to take another four points of damage as your uh, guts are spilling out into the floor, basically. Um, my own interests. And why do you 
ever think I would let you leave this room? Because I saw nothing. I've heard this many times before. But I can see by the look on your face that you've seen mine. No, I didn't. <laughs> Do I see passages at this point? Are you, are you up here with him? I've yeah. walked up. Just like plainly? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Isaac's Olor, by, by all appearances, walks up behind you. And he says, Ah, oh, and you've brought a friend. Both of you stand before me. We would? I'm on the floor... Um, the the creature has is like standing right over you, and he's asking your friends to make their way to you. You have, with the pain of this thing going in your stomach, you've snapped out of it. You have yet to move, though. You're still just sitting here with this dagger in your stomach. Um, how close? How, I'm pretty far away from the stairwell. Yes, yeah, you're like forty feet away from the stairwell. Isaac's with a very big uh, smile on his face, kind of laughs at the situation. <laughs> Quite a party we have, and and. That's a thieves' cant to patches. Do you need a cure? Um, oh, fun! Yeah. <laughs> no, I have an idea. You okay. see his fingers twitching on the floor. Yeah, you just go, and I'm like, I say, oh, why Lander has invited us to this great uh, VIP event. Well, who who might you be? I don't think we've had the pleasure. And this thing looks to Lander, and you can see its grip tighten on its scimitar, and Lander just looks to it, and he goes, he just shakes his head no at the thing. And again, it looks over to you both, and it says, Stand before me. I bow where I am. <laughs> and then with the, with its hand that's not on a scimitar, uh-huh. uh, wicked, uh, its arms could almost drag the ground. They're so long. Mm-hmm. This long arm with a finger stretches out in front of it, and it points to the floor right in front of it. And it's just like staring at you. It still has a grip on this scimitar in its other hand. I laugh and kind of uh, crutch on my staff a little bit as to show like I'm frail and older, and I'm like... <laughs> Oh, if I had known it was going to be this kind of party, I would have put my dick in the mashed potatoes. <laughs> and I, uh, I just bow down in front of this thing. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just kind of look scared and just continue to just be like, I don't know anything. I haven't seen anything. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and I, and I, and uh, I, no. I look up as I'm bowing to the, to the Lord. Um, I'm like, Lander. I, Surely, uh, is this a mistake? I got an invitation inviting inviting me to your VIP party. Was this a mistake on part of your people? You see, Lander, he looks down to you, and he seems to be paying you no mind at this point. His mouth dick. is shut. This creature puts a foot on your back. You can feel <gasps> it, and you yeah, it's heavy. Oh, yeah. you went up. Well, I thought that's you, what and you, you can did. feel no. the talons like. <laughs> piercing into your back and as he does he shoves you into the floor i'm gonna try to dash toward the stairwell yeah okay um i'll take that talent to the back then um as he, he he's just pushing you to the floor uh, would i yeah. see as soon as i see him dashing toward me how many people are there there are t- uh it looks like about 12 others in rooms um, with or intricate masks on. Then Landers, the main dragon, it's two bodyguards. Yes. And then uh, the two creatures closest to Patches, or what, not creatures, but people, yeah. that would be closest, I'm casting slow. Oh, okay. And with that, guess what? <laughs> We're going to get our initiative! 
Do you experience precognitive imagination syndrome? Have spontaneous bouts of alignment change? Does wild magic sometimes interrupt your spellcasting rituals? Maybe it's time to ask your doctor if getting a set of dice from Dice Envy is right for you. If you're looking for a more stable alignment and better rolls, maybe Dice Envy is the solution that you've been looking for. Side effects may include questioning the DM, forgetting your spell save DC, casting more spells than you have spell slots and hoping no one notices, having a lot of fun around the table with your friends, enjoying full immersion and friendship, flexing your creative muscles, being stereotyped by every movie ever. If you think a set of beautiful dice from Dice Envy is right for you, head over to their site, DiceEnvy.com, for this limited time offer of 10% off by entering the code HITDICEPOD at checkout. And so, Badges, you're getting up and trying to, you're I've, running I'm toward the door. I'm using my full dash, which is halved, so I can okay. only 30 feet, but then I, I want to jump. Damn it. Just jump into the stairwell to get as far down them as I can. As this happens, Patches, you make a dash for the door, and this thing, as he slams Isaacs into the floor, he leans down, and you can fucking feel the acid on his breath burning the air around your ears. You can see those exoskeleton-like teeth clamped on the end of his maw, and almost from the side of his mouth, you can hear him say, Good choice. And then you see these wings, and like, supernaturally quickly, he's in front of the stairwell behind Arwul and in front of Patches. These two things are starting to animate to life. You can see those weird baby-like faces mm-hmm. starting to turn, their armor going... Did my slow go off before he came? Uh, yes. Okay, he, his, his movement would be halved if it hits. So it's a wisdom save for all of those six creatures. Okay. His six. is 18. Yeah, he saves. Um, Don't worry, we're still going to make him poop. Lander is slowed. Great. Lander slowed. Only one of them, oh, two of them are not slowed. So some random one, and then the main dude yeah. is not slowed. Fuck, okay. But as all of this happens, <laughs> patches. You were in dire straits, and you were up, my friend. I am just like, I'm kind of, so I just dashed as far as I could. So I'm going to, I'm kind of just like bobbing and weaving, and I just want to like try to dive down the stairs and get as far down the stairs as I can. Okay. Uh, roll in athletics uh, to see how, this is just to see how you land. Uh, to see if Acrobatics. you take, uh, yeah, that's fine too. Just to see if you take any damage or if you land gracefully. Um, and keep in mind that you have a second level of exhaustion rolling a skill check. So that is a 17. Oh, wow. As you dive past this thing, he does get an attack of opportunity and he swipes one of these scimitars at you. That is a mod 20. Uncanny dodge. I <laughs> figured. <laughs> You're going to take four slashing damage as this thing comes across you. Patches, like, jukes this guy really quick. You can see him, Arwul. Patches, you're still bleeding out of this thing. And at the end of the turn, because you moved, you are going to take an additional six damage of that blood just pouring out from you. You're leaving it in. Mm -hmm. Smart. So, yeah, I want it to be in my side. Ah, Take that additional six damage, though. And that is just from this wound, and you are really feeling it at this point. Like, you plunge this thing into your stomach. It's hard to breathe. It's scary to breathe because you can feel like how deep this wound is when you do. But Arwell, you see Patches juke to the side just a bit, and then he dives past this guy as the scimitar is coming toward him. It still grazes him, but it doesn't get him completely. You see him land, though he is hurt gracefully behind you. Can I use my fast hands to drink a health potion? You can use an object. That's one of the things. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. Okay, all right. (laughs) Yeah, as you dive... 1d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2. (laughs) <laughs> Hell yeah. Ten. Nice. Okay, so you drink um, this. Your wound is not closed, but it's, and I'm, it's I'm like still, a shot of adrenaline in your system. I'm still leaving man. the dagger in there, but I do. I, I think I understand. 
Okay. And so with this... Did you hear that health potion? Yeah. Gloop, gloop, gloop. That's how it sounds. These two do start to walk. Their speed is halved, is that right? Yeah. Oh. And they only can only use one action period, no reactions. And then this one turns, and it makes it to about right here. This one uses its action to dash, so that's okay. all it's doing. But these strange suits of armor have these capes dragging the floor behind them, and they start to move. You can see their bodies beginning to twitch and turn as if they're a construct, but once that leg moves, they're in it, and they're moving as quickly as anything with like natural legs could as they're coming over. But the one is slowed, which makes it seem kind of silly, almost like it's clunky and not like perfectly built. The other one, however, it does not use its full movement to dash up to you. It turns around and it starts walking toward you. They have these big halberds, and these uh, halberds look like the, the blade on it looks like a dragon's maw, the top of it, like where it comes down and cleaves. You can see the teeth along it and everything. It holds on to this thing, and then from behind its cape, it produces crossbow, and it's aimed right at Arwul. And as it pulls the trigger on that thing, that is a 16 hit. I am going to cast shield, and it misses. Uh, my armor class will be 18 until my beginning of my next turn. Okay. Cool. And that's reaction? That's reaction. Okay, so yeah, Arbel just like, you see the shield come across him, this crossbow bolt, ping, like right off of it as he does. Uh, this thing still looming over you. It's weird little servant sitting behind you. It can only do one attack, period. That one's not slowed, though, the one that shoots. Oh, okay, you. gotcha. It's not slowed, but it's still it's only okay, doing attack. And you're up. From my angle, mm-hmm. um, would the dragon in front of me, this person, the mirror, and this person be in a lightning bolt. Would that be a line? Yes, okay. absolutely. Yeah. And I'm casting lightning bolt straight down the line. Crap. Mostly trying to, yeah, break the mirror. Nice. Um, oh. Mm. And yeah, so 100 feet. Mr. <laughs> fucking smarty pants. Uh, well, so the mirror cannot make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah, totally. So it fails. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, everyone else needs to make a dex check. Yep. Okay, so this thing right in front of you, that's a nine. Okay. Uh, the person who is slowed would, would get disadvantage? Yeah. Okay. That is, <laughs> that's a six. The dead lady gets a zero. Yeah. Why? Explain. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last person gets a 17. Uh, which passes. 30, 33? 33. 33 damage? Uh-huh. Yeah, as this lightning bolt just cracks across this place, you see this dragon, he, it, he just like you see his jaw come up and as this thing like shoots through him he's just like like and he pulls this other scimitar out from behind his back you can see his body still like shaking from it Uh, for the rest of my movement I'm backing out down the stairwell and I'll take an attack of opportunity yep Am I still in front of the dragon guy? Oh, actually, it does not get an attack of opportunity. It already used its reaction on patches. So you back down this thing, and as this happens, you see this thing is crackling. It has its scimitars out. It starts making its way toward the both of you. Mm-hmm. And as it does, it just says, Nuts. And it holds its it holds its hand out with a scimitar in it. And as it does, you see this black, ecker-like smoke coming up from its mouth. Mm. And while that's happening, everything goes dark. You can't, you're completely blind. You do not get to make any saves for this. Uh, You are unsure what happened to your vision. But as you start to see this blackened, like this blackened stuff come out of his mouth, you both have no idea where you are anymore. Okay. And as this happens, you can hear, you can hear the breath of this thing beside you. You cannot see where it is anymore though. You hear it just for a moment beside your face Mm -hmm. and then it's gone. 
Okay. It is pitch black where you and Patches both are. Okay. Uh, Callista, you were up. Um, Callista is still invisible and downstairs with the bard band. Um, since our friend has indicated that he believes the songs, um, and Callista knows she needs to get out of there quickly, um, she's going to ask in his ear again, do you recognize my voice? And he shakes his head yes. Okay. A lot of things are about to happen. <laughs> when I give you a signal in a little while, I need you to play this song. And I slip just a little piece of sheet music. Yeah, you see him. He looks over his shoulder. He doesn't indicate anything outside of it. Mm -hmm. But as he's drumming, he leaves his hand to take one thing and he puts it in a pocket. And then he continues mm -hmm. playing. And will you do this for me? Uh, he looks back to you and he, once again, he's like not indicating uh -huh. a yes or no. Okay. But he has pocketed the music. Uh, just uh, one last thing before I leave. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to whisper to him. My friend Lander has been lying to you for a long time. Okay. And I sh and then, sh I'm going to, yeah, take off towards the door. Still invisible. There are still two guards on either side of this door. Yeah. But they can't see me. No. But can you face through a door? <laughs> no. Well, I didn't lock it. All I can do, because I know I need to get up there, is sort of very carefully step between the guards and try the door handle as quietly as I can. Okay. Yeah, roll a step. Okay. You get advantage because Come you're invisibrew. Uh -huh. Baby, I'm invisibrew. That's <laughs> better. Good. That's a mod twenty. Yeah. So as this, ha you go up and you go to grab this frantically, and then you're like, ooh, no, 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 no. And then you just barely open it enough uh -huh. to get around it. You slink around it and you slowly start to back in. And as these guards start to look toward the door, because they would absolutely notice it. I just sort of throw my voice a little bit so they think they hear a noise coming from. Like out in the audience. Okay. Like just a little, excuse me, sexy guard. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh. what? Yeah, and you just like slowly enter, close this door behind you. Yeah. These people begin to scream. And you can hear a few of them like, what the fuck? As they're starting to like take a step back, they look at the two that are dead and they're like, they're like, this wasn't supposed to happen. You can hear them all starting to whisper and they're all starting to back up. They all start to back up into this room. Some of them turn to run, but they are running from this fight. Um, as this entire thing is starting to unfold. And with that, Van, you're up. After they go, they can do a wisdom save if they're okay. Oh, okay. They're not very smart. Uh, that is a 11, and that one is a 16. And Landers? Landers was 16. Uh, he passes. What's the deal with um, movement and getting unprone? Does it you take half your movement? Yeah, it's half your movement. You okay, fine. Up. Yeah, I'm going to stand up for sure. I, I'd just like to use Minor Illusion right now to make it, on Lander, to make it look like um, blood is starting to seep from under his clothing. Okay. Just to just to knock him off guard. Yeah, you can start to see it like splotching through his yeah. clothes. It just looks like it's starting to soak into it. And you yeah. can see him look at, like he notices and he looks down at it. Yeah, and almost in the way that like he's been wounded in specific places. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to use the rest of my movement to move towards the door where I saw the dragon yeah. go towards And that door is still open and wide. And what yeah. is strange is as you look down the stairwell, while you can see the room and it is dimly lit, it looks like someone has dropped a black curtain right at the door. It's like you can't see past the yeah. door. It's a really strange sight to like behold as you're like looking down in, into this place. I'm, I'm basically just trying to like not slander Isaacs. I don't want him to do anything weird. So people are like, yeah, Isaacs was at this party. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I saw okay, him do that's some stuff. That's smart. That's smart. I like that. That's all I got. All right. Everybody who is still in the room, van only, needs to make a constitution saving throw. So that's just an 11. Um, an 11 is a failure. Damn it. And you are going to be considered poisoned. 
Damn it. A poison creature has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. So for the moment you were poisoned, you smell these candles, the smoke is pouring up and into this room, and as you smell them, you get nauseous and strange, and you feel like you felt this morning at about 10 a.m. True. And uh, as you were walking through this room, you just like get really nauseous, and like your butt cheeks are clenched, you don't poop your pants like you were talking about doing with all those other people earlier. Mm-hmm. Seems legit. Yeah. Patches, you're up. It is pitch black around you. You can't um, see your hand in front of your face. But I'm still just facing forward. I'm going to put my hand on the wall of the stairwell and keep just like running as fast as I can. Okay. Um, I, with your vision impeded, you can't dash, but you can move at a regular speed? Yeah, but it, it would be 15 because it's halved. Oh, because of the exhaustion, right. Okay. And so, Patches, you're slowly making your way down this stairwell, and as this is happening, this scene is unfolding. Callista, you are in the stairwell. You can hear mm-hmm. this ruckus, like, coming up now. You can hear, like, the residual like, crack of this lightning bolt as it just shoots across this place and reverberates. But what is really crazy is you didn't hear anything until you opened that door. Mm-hmm. And just that little crack, you just heard all of this noise rush out. It sounded like it was quiet as a mouse up here. And as you open this door and get on the other side of it, you hear this crack and Arwell, as your lightning bolt cracks across this mm-hmm. room, it kills these two people. And you do see this, some of the glass on this mirror. It cracks just a bit. You see pieces of it flake off and into okay. the floor. It lights this room up in a crazy way. And this bright, brilliant b- blue light is a strange contrast to this dull blood red light that's coming from these candles and all these people's faces. And all of these lights are shooting around the room. These strange machines are walking toward you. They seem unfazed by everything that's going on. Patches is still making his way down these stairs. And this one pulls out a crossbow. And as it is looking down this, it fires one. That's a mod 20 to hit. The crossbow. You're gonna take nine damage, and you you just feel this sharp pain in your shoulder, and you are unsure where it came from. This other one stands before you, and it's going to start attacking with its halberd. The first one is. Is this the new round again? Uh huh. Okay. The first one is an 18, and the second one is a 12. Does 18 hit? Um, yeah, I'm casting shield again. Um, the 18 hits, the 12 does not. And you're going to take an additional 10 slashing damage from this halberd as it cleaves across the front of you. Um, and you can hear their armor clinking, and the accuracy of these hits as they're coming in on you, you put up this shield just in time for one of the, these to bounce off of it, and though you think that there would be sparks or light or something, it's just pitch black in front of you. You were okay. fighting in the dark, basically, with your eyes closed. And you were up. Putting my hand on my chest, casting Mage Armor, and... Your up to 21. Right, well, for the moment. Wow. Um, and I am going to put my just hand on the wall and go as fast as I can down the hallway. Yes. Down the um, In the darkness, I'll let you move your uh, standard speed. Okay. And then I'm going to, I guess, bump into patches? Yeah, you would. You would hit the back of him. Um, I'm be like... I guess I would just... Like, patches, um, health potions are on my side. Well, and I need, I want the potion of Fang Death, or the fruit. She has it. Yeah, I'll totally take a health potion. Okay. I mean, I, I can't do anything yet, but that's it. That's my turn for now. As you were both walking through this place, Arwell is right behind you, Patches. He's saying, there are health potions on my side. And then, Patches, um, a 17 and a 12. The 12 does not hit you. 12 does not. Yeah, okay, so the 17, you feel something rake across your back, and it. you can feel the heat from your blood as this thing rakes across your back. And you can hear this, Arwell, you can hear the leather ripping on his armor and the, mm. like, blood coming out. And then, all of a sudden, you... Oh, this might not actually hit you because your AC is through the fucking roof right now. 
That's a 15. Misses. Yeah, and so you, but you can feel the pressure of this mouth over your shoulder, mm. and you can feel the sting of it as it's sitting here trying to clamp down and onto you. Uh, but Patches, you are going to take five slashing damage as the scimitar rakes across your back. Uh, Callista, you're up. I am going to use my full movement up the stairs, so that's 30. You, you're running up these stairs, and you can see it curving all the way around, and there is a little bit of light in here. Mm-hmm. But as you get up, it's like there's a black wall. It's like someone's dropped something over it. You can hear your friends grunting and yelling. You can hear Arwell saying, there are health potions on my side. And then you hear Pat, like, a very familiar voice scream out as you hear something like, like, coming from this dark. Um, you can hear people screaming in the, like, in the distance, but you can't see anything more than 10 feet right in front of you. Okay. Uh, well, I just heard Patches, and, like, sound isn't warped at all, I can hear. Right. Like, okay. Uh, so I know Patches is very close, like, mm-hmm. very close. three as, steps as up close as me, are. basically, yeah. So I'm going to, I don't want to draw attention, because I have no fucking clue what's going on. So I'm just like, Patches! Like, whisper, and I'm going to walk forward with my hands out in front of me, yeah. <laughs> and see if I can, like, find him. Okay. Um, this is so as far as just, you're going now? Yeah, but I guess I would have to be like my dash action or something. So do you want to like dash up to here? Further. Yeah, until I encounter something. This is all sort of happening at the same uh-huh. time, so these situations are always funny. But you can feel him running down uh-huh. toward you, and as you put your hands out, maybe that's what keeps him from falling down the stairs, is he is hit mm-hmm. in the back by the scimitar. You can feel his body pushed into yours, and there's something not right. You're, yeah. you, you're unsure of what the scene is at all at this point, but there's something that just isn't right okay. about the way he feels as you can Since feel the weight of his body. my dash got cut short, mm-hmm. do I have any action left? It would take your full dash to get up to that point, even it if would? it's only another 10 feet. Okay. Yeah, so that would be the whole scene. I mean, normally action. if I dashed, it would be 60 feet total. Right, so you could keep running. Mm-hmm. But if I you couldn't, wanted. like, reverse direction. No, yeah, you could take another 20 feet the other way. Yeah, and. Like, as I encounter him, grab and try to pull him with me. Okay. Um, roll, I'd say roll strength. Okay. You're getting chopped up. Are you, are you just trying, you're not trying to pull him 20 feet. You're trying to pull no, him I'm out just, of just the... No, I'm just out of the darkness. Yeah. Just like yep. a step or two back. Then I think you'd just be able to do that. Okay. Um, unless, when you feel these hands, uh, I guess Callista speaks out to you and then you feel these hands. Would you willingly let her just pull you a little further? If I, if I knew it was Callista, yeah. Okay, so you don't have to roll strength for this. Okay. So as he comes out, you grab onto him, you mm-hmm. feel that leather, you can hear it creak under your hands. You pull him out of here and you can see this anguish on his face. Like, he's coming back from this blow and as you look down, you see a dagger. Only the hilt is sticking out of his oh, stomach. God. And there's, I mean, blood everywhere. Like, his armor, it's like dripping off of him. I don't know what the most blood you've ever seen in your life is, but it takes on, (laughs) yeah, it takes on this sticky, crazy, gooey form when there's too much, and it's just like, like coming off in sloths from him. And his armor is like bright crimson on the front, and he's just like holding that thing. Uh, But he's like right in front Mm -hmm. of you. You're like holding him with your arms like this. Uh, But your standard action is used up, and your movement, but you still have a bonus. Really, all I can do as a bonus action is bardic inspiration. (laughs) Which seems silly and a little out of place, but I'm just going to try to encourage him to keep going. You're and give gonna him be a, fine. A little well, I mean, honestly, like just something yeah. as far as like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it doesn't have to be a story every time. Right. Like you I'm can just, just like, like, yeah, you yeah, just console just, him a bit. Yeah, you just like comfort okay. him a little. Here, yeah. have a D8. Um, though you yourself <laughs> at this site you probably don't I'm believe the words that are coming out of your mouth. Pretty damn panicky. Yeah, yeah it looks I'm bad. I'm ready to use all the healing spells on my patches. Um, so he's still slowed, and that guy. 
that's a, an 11, so still slow. Mm-hmm. They are all running to this side of the Including room. Including Lander. Yes. And Wuss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that guy's dead. Yeah. And as they're running, you, uh, Van, Isaacs, whatever you want to go by, you can hear Lander screaming out, and he's like, what's happening? Someone help me! Like, as he's going out, he's frantic. You've never heard his voice like this. He's, ah. like, trying to wipe it off and Such everything. He's losing his mind over this. Awesome. Um, and, Good. Van, you're actually up. Are these, are these, these are guards. Those are the weird baby-faced construct robot-looking guys. And they're, they're trying to fuck our buddies up. Yes. They don't know. I'm not on their team. I'm just going to shoot a firebolt at the one that's closest to me. Okay. It is a, and it's a 11. 11 does not hit. Fuck. And as it does, you see this thing, it stops its armor clanks for a second, and then you see that weird baby mask, metal face, just like Ugh. turn over and look toward you. Though it doesn't have eyes, it's like a forged mask, but you see its body turn towards you. This cloak like pushes behind it, and you can see that the baby face that sits like in the middle of its armor, not on the top of shoulders. Um, and its armor looks like a dragon's mouth that is opening, and it goes all the way from its shoulders to its mid torso, and that head sits in like the crest of it with these big shoulders that sit over it with these arms and this cape that flows behind it. But you can see its body turn and that head looking at you. The wee little baby face. As this happens, Van, you are the only one in the room still, and I need you to make another constitution saving throw. Well, I, I've got my movement, so I'm going to run towards the door. Okay. I'm going to run through here, but I have enough movement to go around. <laughs> and get behind his friend. And get behind his friend. As to avoid okay. the attack of opportunity. Um, and I will say this. Since I have been up that hallway, I think I know what I'm going into. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, you get up and you're right behind this thing. You don't know it. You can't see it, yeah. but you are right behind it. All right. Yeah. So what um what cut Patches back just on the last turn? The scimitar. The dragon. A scimitar did, but he didn't see what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. We just it's don't like have him on the map right now. We would, right. We would you guys don't know. Nobody has any really knows idea where he's at. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as this is all happening, you are all desperately making your way toward the stairs in this giant round room in the top of this tower. All of the guests and Lander are running to the other side, screaming things like, this shouldn't happen. You can hear Lander screaming for his life, asking things like, where's this blood coming from? And he's like looking in his clothes. He can't find it, but it's like seeping into them. There are people dying on the floor. Your ears are still ringing from that lightning bolt that Arwell shot out. Hatches is pouring blood out of his torso, sitting in front of Callista. She's grabbing him by the armor. Arwell and Van are both in this pitch black, strange space. You have no idea where this uh, dragon bipedal creature is. Uh, but Patches, you were up. I'm going to take the health potion. Was this um, one you... For... From your, your stash? No, I took yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's just like bottles rolling down the stairs past patches as he's like I running to, down. I say to Callista, give me the the fruit. Act really sad and be ready to perform. What? Um, can I have the fruit? Uh, the thing death fruit. Oh, uh, okay. You're like, well, I'm what like the? I'm like so in shock. I'm like, okay, I feel like you're not going to need it for much longer, but here you <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> um, so I have the fruit, and then I'm just going to go as fast as I can. Okay, you're out of the darkness, um, but you were still slowed from your exhaustion, so it's the your full movement, which is 30. 30 feet. One, two, three, four, five, six. You are about one turn away from that door. These two things are coming in. 
Van, you are on either side of them, and as you are sitting here, they are going to attack you. You cannot see anything. You can't see your hand in front of your face. It's as if your eyes are closed in a pitch black tunnel. The first hit, however, does not hit you, and you just hear something like right by your head, and then the second one is absolutely going to hit you. Uncanny dodge. I'll take um, half. Okay. That is a 22 to hit, and then... That you, hits. Yeah. Four damage from it. And Ouchie. then you uncanny dodge. You you heard this thing, and you can hear the blade of it in the, like, halberd itself, like, switch around and start coming back, and you're able to duck quickly under it as it is coming back toward you. But then you hear a sound that you are very familiar with. You hear the unlatching of a crossbow. And as it unleashes... Yeah, that's going to be... Uh, that's a lot. That's like a 25 nine piercing damage as this thing shoves in to the back of you. What ifs? Okay. Yeah, so this one is going to move up and right behind Arwell. Arwell, you can not see anything, but you can hear this like... And it is standing right behind you. You can feel the presence of this thing like looming over you. You can like almost see its creepy little baby face in the darkness. And you're up. (laughs) I am going to... Just keep running. And what is weird is, as you run, all of a sudden, your vision just, it's just back. And if you were to look over your shoulder, you it, it's just black behind you, and you're like, what the fuck? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm going to take one of my health potions. Okay. Um, so you guys are running, just, <laughs> just drinking health potions. Um, Drink them! I'm going to... I guess bump into you. Melissa's well, just standing there in shock, like he gets. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I will, I guess, stop there, kind of, from being confused. Where yeah. I, yeah. Patches, your bracelet has become even hotter as you get closer to the bottom of this stairwell. The closer you get to the bottom of it, the hotter this bracelet is becoming. It is like uh, physically, you're like, fuck God! It's like grabbing a hot pan and just keeping your hand on it. Though it doesn't actually do any damage to you. It's mm-hmm. just like you feel the sensation, like you've grabbed a hot pan, and, or it's just like touching around the wrist that you're wearing that bracelet on, and it's fucking killing you. As this is hurting you, you all see something come out of that darkness and over you. You see the flash of teeth and scimitars. You see these wings expanded and right in front of patches. This thing lands and uh, it has both of its scimitars held out in front of you. You aren't going anywhere. And as it says this... What the fuck? That's uh, an eight. That does not hit. That's a 16. Does that hit? Yes, it hits. Okay. And then... So the first scimitar is going to do seven slashing damage to you, and then you see this thing's horns and neck reach out to you quickly. His maw is extended. It's a ten. That does not hit you as he goes to, like, bite out with his mouth. So you you manage to parry one of these scimitars with a dagger. The second one comes in, and it almost slices you, but it takes everything you can to stay up and back. You are going to take another two points of damage from the dagger in your stomach. And uh, as he goes out to bite, you're able to step back quick enough so that he is unable to. But he stands in between you and this door. Uh, Callista, you were up. You, for the first time, uh-huh. or you see this thing fly out from over you. It's standing in front of Patches with both of its scimitars brandished. You can see its mm-hmm. mouth. It looks like a, a bipedal humanoid thrustugrail is the best way to think about pleased it. pleased with that at all. Yeah. Um, and 
going back to when Arl was coming downstairs, he actually wouldn't see me. I'm still invisible, so he bumped into me. But he so you pulled patches out, me. and patches is like, what the well, fuck? Well, he heard me talking, so yeah. he knew it was me. But so I'm still invisible in the stairwell because it's an hour. Um, holy fuck! Um, well, I want to ask Arl. I'm going to whisper to him. Arl. It's Callista. Shit. Hi. I'm, fuck. Yeah, you come out of the darkness and you're like, oh, and then someone's like, Arl. You're like, God damn it. <laughs> it's Callista. Um, I saw Ari outside. Where's Van? Walk and talk. Walk and talk. Okay. He's back. Where are we going? <laughs> He's up the stairs. Up okay. the stairs. <sighs> up the stairs. I can't do anything up there. Um, all right. I know Van can take care of himself. Well, before I walk away from Arl, um, I'm going to cast him some bardic inspiration before I leave. So I'm just going to put a hand on him and be like, I only know like half of what's going on here, but it's going to be all right. I give him an extra DH. Yeah. You're just bolstering your team at this point. Like, hang in there. I was like, I was saving these for the performance, but fuck the performance. We got to live. Yeah. Then I turn around and I'm going to go down until I'm right behind patches and I'm going to walk up behind him and put my hands on his shoulders and just let him know I'm here. Okay. And you're standing behind him, your hands on his shoulders. And on this thing, (laughs) Since he can't see me, I'm going to um, whisper some healing words to Patches okay. from yeah. in his ear from right behind him. <laughs> Patches is just getting the fuck beat out of him, and you just keep getting healed, like, sling, sling, <laughs> fuck! <laughs> We're just trying to keep you on your feet, buddy, so I'm going to... This is all happening in about 18 seconds. You're just getting the um, fuck beat yeah, out of you. You're getting nine hit points back. Damn, nice! Yeah, I rolled pretty well for that. and so that's Back to 16! Dude, Patches is like a Christmas turkey. He's getting cut the fuck up <laughs> yeah, this episode. Shit. You can no longer see the guests. That you can still hear them all screaming. Mm-hmm. Lander's voice above all the rest of them. <laughs> and he's he's basically saying, "It's if, I, if I'm not here, then all of this is for naught. Like, help me, save me. He's like screaming to these people. And he's like, what's happening? And he's like lifting his shirt up. He's asking them to check for wounds and stuff. You can just hear him like having a full-blown panic attack upstairs. Uh, Van, you were up. I'm not the. I'm not a strong man, but I would like to walk up behind, uh, dude. Mm-hmm. You're in the pitch black darkness. In the pitch black darkness. Can I feel his presence? Uh, are you like walking up with your hands out? I am perceiving with my elf ears. Okay, fine. Roll of perception. So that's an 18 plus 13. Uh, yeah, you're walking up. Uh, these guys are by no means stealthy. You can hear their armor as he's walking, and so you you're running. You're you're like sort of just running and hoping that these stairs are equally spaced apart because that's how you're measuring your footsteps. Mm-hmm. You get right up behind this clinking armor and you stop. I would like to, because <laughs> dude, he's facing this way on the stairs. Uh-huh. I want to, this is Sparta his ass and <laughs> kick him down the I fucking stairs. Yeah. Um, roll a strength check. <sighs> Damn it, come on. Okay, so it's a 13. His was a 7. Woo! <laughs> he can... <laughs> So you hear you hear like the you hear this like armor like shh, 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 and then you hear these pitter patters. Do you actually say something when you do it? I say, "This is Spartanburg." And then you put your foot on his back, and Arwell, you hear this loud, and then all of a sudden, his reaction is like, "Yeah." Can I try to jump? Oh, does he, okay. I don't know if he's. Yeah, no. He's, like, he only gets right up to like behind you. You can so see the head. Yeah, sticking out of the darkness and just this baby face like oh, <laughs> peeking out of it, big, and like this big arm. Pads. Yeah, and then like big dragon shoulder pads sticking out. It is a weird sight to see for sure. But it's already starting to try and get back up. Really nice, man. I'll also give it some falling damage just because that was a lot of fun. Sweet, thank you. If, um, I still have a little bit of movement. Is that okay. cool? Mm-hmm. Um, can I? Okay, and it, it, tell me if this is too much. 
I'd like to run down here, and since I'm out of the darkness here, mm -hmm. can I try to jump? That's darkness. Oh. Yeah. So I, I can tell he's on the floor, though, right? I mean, you, you kicked him down the stairs. You okay, can so I can kind of, but I just, I mean, it happened within a matter of seconds, so I heard where he yeah. went. I'm just going to run and jump. Over him? Over him. Arvel is like having the trip of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> athletics. So you are going to roll acrobatics. Acrobatics. Um, and Arvel, you can roll um, a dexterity saving throw. Nine. Ooh. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to use my body inspiration. Okay. Everything will be all right, Arvel. And then, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Is that a one? <sighs> Eleven. Yeah, with an 11, Van comes flying out of this thing. He smashes into you, Arwul. Uh, both of you are going to take <laughs> Sorry, buddy. three bludgeoning damage, All and right. we're both going to be knocked prone on the stairs. Before I, he ran into me as his head came out, could I take a reaction because he came into my space for, like, a, a top attack of opportunity? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, then I'm going right. to take my staff and just, and like, just like, smack, like, smack like, him in the head. head. Yeah, okay. totally. Oh, that one. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so here's what happens. You raise your staff up, and you go to hit it, man, and as soon as you were coming down, Van just like, out of the darkness, just like slams into your little body, and your staff goes flying. It, ding, ding. It, yeah. And your staff like, cling, cling, and you, you can both hear all of this happening. Like the suit of armor rattling down the stairs, Arwell and Van screaming. The staff is like, ping, ping, like I'm flying down the stairs. And then uh, Patches, you're up. Um, Callista has pushed herself up against the wall as far as she can because shit keeps flying yeah. down the staircase. Yeah, no kidding. So scary. I'm going to stab this dragon guy. Okay. Just a regular stab, I guess. Love the regular stabs. <laughs> Um, and that is an 18 to hit. Uh, that's a hit. That's six damage, so I get one HP. Nice. You um, see Patches with the dagger just like out at this guy, and it, he like does step back, but it nicks him just enough for Patches to like suck up just a little bit of that health. Um, and then I'm going to disengage uh -huh. and dash to the door. Okay. Um, so you dash to the door, and what do you want to do as you get up to it? Um, I want to just, like, kick it open. Okay, yeah. And so Patches comes running. You're holding on to that dagger. And with that dagger in your stomach, you're going to take an additional five damage as you were still just, like, pouring the blood all over yourself. You kick this fucking door open, and it just... And as you do, the music still plays. Like, it's still playing. Everyone is dancing. You see this beautiful ballroom, the big chandelier. You are completely soaked in blood. And one of the band members looks over to you, and as Damien sees you, his hands stop on his drum, and he stands up. And as he stands up, you see the rest of the band stop. They look to you, and then so does everyone else in the room. I want to discreetly take a bite of the fruit. Okay, roll a slap it's, a, it's juice um, in a vial. What's that? It's, it's juice. juice. Okay, well, I just want to have it, like, kind of just, like, hold it in my mouth. I'm not swallowing it yet. Oh, okay. You you like drank it on your way in, and you're like holding this. Just the like sip holding in it like mouth. in one side of my mouth, okay. kind of thing. Did you, if you already drank it before you kicked the door, then you don't need to do a side of hand. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, that, that's the idea. Is like before anybody sees me. Okay, so you like, do it, and then it. you kick the door open, and you have this like yeah. sip in your mouth. Yep. Okay. You, is it still in your mouth? Yeah, I'm not having swallowed it yet. Okay. And I'm, I'm I've got I need another turn before I can do what I'm trying to do. 
Okay. Everyone is looking to Patches. Callista, you were invisible and up okay. against the wall. And Patches, you're sitting there with this uh, <laughs> this faint fruit of feigned death in your mouth. This dagger hanging out of your stomach with you blood stuck death, everywhere. Uh, Van and Arwell are like face down with this horrifying like construction monstrosity. Everyone is looking at you, Patches, and as you, you, you're you so focused on getting here, as your plan is coming to fruition, forgive me, I think that for just a moment, you, like, as you finally succeed and get here, you're able to take your mind off that fight, and you realize just how deep this dagger is in your stomach. Like, you are reminded both by the pain that you were feeling and the horror of the blood loss and how you've barely been hanging on this whole time that your innards are basically just a chandelier that's hanging in between your ribs. And you can, like, feel your insides just moving against this knife as you were, like, moving around. And you sit here, and we're going to end episode 42 right here. It's a good ending. Yeah. Wow. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another edition of Reading by the Fireplace, where we read by the fireplace. Now, if you'll open up your books to uh, page one, you'll see the chapter supporting the Hit Dice Pod. To support the Hit Dice Pod, all one need doeth is leave them a five-star review on your preferred podcast provider. Legend has it that only 10% of our listeners have left a review. So please, take a moment. It really means a shit ton to the cast and crew. Additionally, word of mouth is the best way to spread the love of a podcast you truly enjoy. So make sure to tell your friends and your Dungeons and Dragons table. Now, if you'll... Turn the page to page two. It's just the next page over. You'll see social media. Hit dice. Bards of great renown. Bards of lore and of conversation. Of podcast entertainment. Love to keep the conversation going on their social medias, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of their handles are Hit Dice Pod. If you were looking to communicate with the cast, look no further. If you want inspiration from the Dungeon Master himself, he's constantly putting up how-tos and tips for players and dungeon masters. Now, if you flip over to page 252, you'll see the name of the chapter, an odd one, but a personal favorite, www.hitdicepod.com. It's just the, it's just the chapter. Go to their website, look at the fan art, Perhaps submit some of your own, or buy the custom adventure written by the Dungeon Master himself, filled with custom puzzles, magic items, monsters, and dungeon maps. 
It could be integrated into a campaign easily or ran as a one-shot, and it's only four goddamn dollars. Head on over there and buy it for yourself. And last but not least, I would be beside myself if I didn't read an excerpt from page 401 and 3. Sponsorship. Dice Envy, how we love thee. Thank you for your continued support. And for giving our listeners a chance at their own set of dice unique to them that roll well. Thank you for having such an incredible selection. And thank you for supporting America's favorite podcast. Head over to DiceEnvy.com. Enter the code HIT dice part at checkout and receive 10% off your entire purchase. That concludes the reading. Thank you for your continued support, listeners. And until next week.